1: ny or text hope ny in new york
0: to see the hang-ups we have today Ooh. we need to
1: Into to episode 182 of the Sources Say podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the growing KSR podcast network. The Sources Say podcast is presented by our good friends at Justice Dental. You can make an appointment at one of two Lexington locations that's on Wellington Way and Blazer Parkway. Now is a great time to schedule your dental cleaning. Remember that regular dental appointments are important for your overall health. You can learn more and make an appointment at justicedental.com. Dr. Justice and Dr. Thompson. Look forward to seeing you soon. I'm your host Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio. Very happy to be joined once again by the one and only Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country. Sean, how the heck are you?
2: I am fantastic, Jack. How are you?
1: Oh goodness. Uh, well, I don't. We don't have much to talk about today, do we? Uh, just, just throwing it out there. We might have to start a movie bracket or fast food restaurants our favorite fast food restaurants stuff like that just really not busy at all nothing going on no news coming out just uh uh, another day in the neighborhood on this friday april 22nd
2: yeah nothing to talk about at all right i don't even know why we're (laughs) even recording i guess we're bored
1: yeah so let's uh Cut, rip off the band-aid, it's time to discuss the ins and outs of this Shade Shaden Sharp decision, how we got to this point, the behind-the-scenes look of everything that happened, um, things that we talked about previously on this podcast, things that uh, haven't been uh, able to be discussed until this point. We've been kind of waiting for news to drop one way or the other, but there's just uh, been a whole lot of stuff going on, Sean, but from the just surface-level Shade and Sharp, Uh, officially announces that he will be testing the NBA draft waters with the possibility of returning to Kentucky. Now, that has kind of been a controversial topic because The Athletic and ESPN both put out there uh, that he was planning on keeping his name in the draft and that this was a done deal. He was going to be in the early entry pool. He was going to be in the draft eligible pool. And his time in Lexington is over before it even gets started. So, Ah, uh, before we get into the nitty-gritty and all the specifics of everything, let's just you know, right off the bat,, uh, what did you make of yesterday's news?
2: I, I just hate how it's all kind of just become this huge circus, right? Like that. That's what we we've been sitting here for months talking about how complicated it is, and it got even more complicated yesterday when the graduation date and all this stuff come out about May two thousand and twenty one. but we we fully expected Shaden to, Enter his name into the draft. We all expected that last week after Travis Branham put out the report. And here's the thing that we talked about, right? Travis isn't wrong. Like that report was correct. We all expected that announcement last week. It didn't come until yesterday officially. And then it kind of it, it, it popped up after all the other stuff came out. The the report from the athletic, the report from uh, from you know from ESPN and, and others as well. It's just a frustrating thing that's surrounding the kid and, and, and everything. And, and obviously, someone's lying, and uh, a lot of lying has been going on. And uh, I, I just hate the whole situation and how it followed such a good day with Oscar Sheboy the day before. Like it, We didn't even get 24 hours until it just turned into an absolute circus. And there's just a lot of frustration built up within Big Blue Nation. And, I, and I, the thing that I kept coming back to, people do not need to be telling Kentucky fans how to feel about this. Like, this is one time I'm pulling myself away from it. I'm not telling any of you all how you should feel. You should be upset. And I think everybody has the right to be upset, but not upset at Shaden, but those around him is where it should lie.
1: So that's the uh, topic of the hour. I put out a report last night on KSR. Uh, Basically, giving an in-depth kind of behind-the-scenes start-to-finish timeline of how we got started, how the contact was first made between Kentucky and uh, Shaden Sharp, how the rumors of, you know, a reclass and and how the you know, there was kind of this back and forth of when he was actually going to arrive, then him finally getting on campus, and basically how all hell broke loose after that. So I, I want to kind of use that post and report as kind of a loose guideline of just kind of breaking through the ins and outs of how this thing happened and kind of. Uh, getting your thoughts kind of along the way and just p- create the step by step process. So, I, I want to take it back. Last year, he, they around Peach Jam, he, before the grassroots season, again, it was kind of wishy washy. There were a couple events, but it wasn't a real, you know, EYBL season. It was cut to a two week Peach Jam. It was just a really weird event. Um, so, that happened. Before then, he was just a four-star prospect, kind of top 80-ish recruit, really not even a high-profile guy. He goes to Peach Jam, kind of emerging quickly after, you know, after the Made Hoops event, he emerges as, like, kind of a clear five-star. He goes to Peach Jam, leads the event scoring, absolute, just torched the nets every time he stepped on the floor, led the event. I mean, it was it was incredible. Uh, And he jumped all the way up to number one in the rankings. And that's kind of when the tide started turning to, okay, this kid is serious. This is a a serious top-level draft pick. What's coming next? So uh, around, I want to say – You know, late August, he's committed in in early September, but late August, Sean, there were rumors that he was seriously contemplating a reclass, that he was ready to jump physically. Uh, He was kind of bored at the high school level, all that stuff, and uh, that he was ready to make the jump and that there were serious talks about him reclassing. Uh, All that was left to be determined was his academics and what if he would be physically allowed to do that. Uh, I have talked to a few people and heard behind the scenes that he was still doing homework at Peach Jam, Sean, that this was that academics were still in order. He was trying to figure out if he could be a reclass kid, uh, you know, kind of midway through the summer, August. Going into September, he ultimately decides he's not going to reclass. He commits to Kentucky uh, in early September, and then there's about a month span where it's complete quiet news. Kentucky's anticipating him to come in uh, next season with Sky Clark at the time, Chris Livingston, Cason Wallace. So be it. it. It was great time. Everybody is, is excited for it. He officially... In October, I spoke to Dwayne Washington, uh, who is his handler, who is his advisor, his coach, his mentor—basically uh, the third guy involved outside of his parents. He's the the guy connector between the league and Shaden, between Cal in, in Kentucky and Shaden. He's kind of the me- middleman with everybody. Um, I talked to him and he confirms with me around uh you know, mid mid october that Shaden is seriously considering an early enrollment in Kentucky, but doubles down about three or four times, says he is not has not graduated. Uh because there are rumors around that time that he um would be ineligible to participate in the Geico Nationals because there was some tattletaling going on that this kid's a fifth-year senior. Well, this kid's a fifth-year senior senior. How is the, you know, how can this kid be eligible to play in Geico Nationals, but this kid can't? Uh so finger pointing and all that, ultimately, Shaden is not allowed to play at Geico Nationals. And that's kind of when the rumors started coming out that Shaden was seriously considering making the jump to January to uh, Kentucky in January as a mid-year enrollee. So Uh, that's where those rumors started. Dwayne Washington confirmed with me that he had not graduated and that he was seriously considering a a jump to college because he was just bored. It wasn't because of any eligibility issues. It wasn't anything like that. Just confirmed flat out that he was ready for the challenge at Kentucky. Uh, He signs with Kentucky in November and then, you know, all things are well and good. He officially announces that he's going to be a mid-year enrollee. And then he finally gets here uh, on campus, Sean. And then, that's when all hell breaks loose. That's when all the rumors start coming out about him, his interest in in the pro route. Is he going to play this year? Who's holding him back from playing? That's where all the nonsense kind of started. Uh, and so kind of hitting pause on this timeline, Sean, about then, January, when he arrives on campus, you hear the reclass rumors, you hear about uh, his decision to make the jump. He finally gets on campus. What are your thoughts about Shaden And the process of of deciding, is he going to play? Is he not going to play? What Around January, let's say 10th, when he first arrived on campus, what were your thoughts on the whole Shaden Sharp saga? Uh,
2: I I could already see. Honestly, I could already see all this coming and and the frustration with it and and everything. And when he first got there and you looked at it, Kentucky was rolling and we all thought, okay, do you see him play by February? And then when February popped up and he hadn't played yet, and then Kentucky's still rolling again, and then you get the injuries and then you start looking, okay, can they break him into this thing now? And then Kyle Tucker put out in the story that Shaden wanted to play when Kentucky was down those two injuries to Wheeler and Washington. Uh, John Calipari was all in on it. The family was in on it, and then Dwayne Washington shut it down that's when this thing gets really dicey, right? And you're, you're talking about the the May 2021 graduation date, and that's what I keep coming back to for the last 24 hours, Jack, is there are so many guys out there, whether it's Travis Brandon or it's Giovanni uh, and all these guys that are national that wrote these stories about Shaden Sharp for months, going all the way back to the fall, to September 7th first commitment, to November 9th, to his reclassification and in, in, in early enrollee at Kentucky Nobody misses that tidbit of information about a graduation date. These guys are too good at their job. That would have been public knowledge long ago if it were correct.
1: And, and I really didn't appreciate the public kind of uh well, this has kind of been in the know for a while and uh you know, I don't know where all this confusion is. He's clearly a May 2021 and uh graduate and The documents clearly state this. I don't know why there's such an uproar about when his graduation date. That's nonsense. That's absolute BS. Nobody knew behind the scenes what this date was, what the actual – there were rumors, Sean. It was May. There was October. There was November. And there was December about when this kid graduated. There was not a clear cut and dry. And every time I pried – and I said this on the last show – Every time I tried to pry with this camp, trying to figure out, you know, talking to Dwayne figuring out, you know, just give us a flat answer. Give us a cut and dry answer. When did he graduate? All of this stuff would have been so much easier if they had said, you know, back then, yeah, he's a May graduate. There was some, you know, wishy-washy stuff. We're trying to figure some stuff out, but he graduated in May. Or just say, yeah, we missed that cutoff. Uh, he graduated in December, missed that date. You know, it is what it is. He's not going to be a 2022 draft pick. The line all in the of it to list. rest.
2: If, if, if Yes. If, it just became, and that's what I keep coming back to. It was, it was this, and then it was this. And, it, and if it's lies, and that's what we all kind of look at it like now, this one lie became a second lie. The second lie became a third lie. And before too long, you don't even know what you're lying about anymore. And then you just got this whole – Big, big, this big mess around the kid. And it's now the kid that's suffering from it. You saw uh, Travis Brennan come out with that story today with 247 Sports that an NBA executive talking about that all this stuff has just been damaging to the point now that how do you trust the kid when his entire camp is just built online? Yeah. And, and that's, uh, I've talked
1: to scouts, I've talked to front office people, I've talked to grassroots people, I've talked to national insiders. I, I basically spent, all day yesterday, trying to connect all the dots I could and put two and two together. The rumors that came out Wednesday night about him being ineligible, the things behind the scenes, Sean. There are people behind the scenes that are adamant that Shaden Sharp will not be eligible for the twenty twenty two NBA draft. They're adamant, even still, even after the hoopla that came out yesterday. There are still people absolutely certain that that kid was ace, not graduated in May and at the very least, B was still working on things throughout the summer all the way leading up until the fact that he played high school basketball. He played three games for Dream City Christian
2: in October. And played on the EYBL circuit last summer at Peach Jam, supposedly after he had already graduated high school. That's the thing that I keep coming back to with this, and I know I've said that phrase multiple times, but I, honest to God, keep coming back to multiple things, and I'm like, How does this all make sense? And everybody's able to come, you know, form their own conspiracy theories and and then kind of what's happened with this situation, but I'm going to lay it out and I'm going to tell you how I think it's gone out. So obviously to me, the plan within his camp never was to play college basketball. It was to, how do I get him eligible for the NBA draft by June, 2022? Is it to reclassify and enroll at Kentucky and bridge that gap, hoping that a semester of college basketball kind of gets him cleared, gets him ruled eligible? What took so long to declare for the NBA draft? John Calipari said this just a couple of days after the loss of St. Peter's. Shaden Sharp has to test the waters. He has to go through that process. Okay, when the head coach of the program is saying that, you have a kid that is considered a top-ten draft pick, sure lottery pick if he enters. It's an eligibility question. I think that's the only thing that's been holding this process up. How do we make sure that he's eligible? And then when it comes down to that going to Kentucky for a semester wasn't enough, now let's figure out if there's a graduation date change. And then that's what you're getting now with this late news that May 2021. So I just think that this has all just been a not play college basketball, get him to the NBA draft. And this is not Shaden's fault. 18-year-old kid, Jack, I keep going back to if I had been 18 in this situation, I, w- I wouldn't know what to do and what to say. We didn't even get Shaden for an interview when he, when he arrived on campus. Hamadou Diallo was a mid-year enrollee, and they made him available. I think a lot of these questions, I don't even know if Shaden could have answered them. That's why he's trusted all these other people, and I think those people have let him down.
1: And I do want to add, because there was a lot of question about, well, why did Cal even take this kid if there were so many questions about his eligibility and all this stuff? I got on record, look, I got the exact quote on record about how that whole situation unfolded, and it's not a good scene. It's not a good look at all. On on Shaden's side, and it definitely it, it shed lights it shed sheds light on Kentucky's side of thing that Cal they were all out of the loop they had no idea they were anticipating going into November going into October now I guess it was the the first the second week of October going into that uh, they were under the impression that Shaden was going to be there in, in this this upcoming year in 2022 there was no questions and then Dwayne Washington calls Cal this is exactly how it unfolded. No, they had nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it. They found out probably a day before you guys. I called and said, do you guys have an extra scholarship just in case? They almost had a heart attack, said, what? What's going on? We do, but keep us posted. They had nothing to do with it. They were just recipients of the information, Sean. Recipients of the information. That was on record. That was a a direct quote from his advisor, from Shaden's advisor. Kentucky had no idea... What was going on behind the scenes? It was a, hey, we're going to bring him to K- Kentucky in January, whether you like it or not. You take him or leave him. If you don't take him, then we'll send him somewhere else. And that's, the,
2: yeah, and, and that's the other thing about it is, had Kentucky known about the May 2021 date, I think it certainly kind of changes the way you look at it. I, th- I think Cal's not an idiot. Like, he would have looked at this thing and said, all right, this kid's going to be draft eligible you know, what do we do in this situation? And that's where I keep coming to that I cannot criticize John Calipari and Kentucky for any of this. I think they were put in a situation with their hands tied and they tried to make of it the best that they could. And I think that we can all agree, Jack, that if Dwayne Washington wasn't in the picture, Shaden probably would have got on the floor at Kentucky this year. And if he wasn't in the picture now, maybe he is back at Kentucky again next year
1: yeah, and I'm convinced that if that situation unfolds, there will no there will be no. so, I, oh, I don't want to get ahead of myself because there's a lot of stuff that Cal said today that kind of shed some light on on yeah. uh, if you're looking for some optimism, he definitely shed some light on that front. But I, I do want to just kind of make clear the process of where optimism of Shaden coming back all the way up, you know, January, February, uh, even early March, there was there was still a lot of optimism and hope that, that he was coming back. But when, you know, that first week of March, when SEC tournament, NCAA tournament started rolling around whenever that will even mid-February, when that an announcement came out that they were shutting him down, he was not going to play the remainder of the year. Uh, that's kind of when the tune started shifting. I talked to parents. I talked to recruits. They were all under the assumption that, A, from the start, Shaden was coming and he was returning. But then uh, uh, there was a, a shift in tune that the coaches started telling the recruits and their parents, hey, this might be a situation we need to keep, keep a close eye on. We are still hopeful, but there's some stuff going on. And they, that's when the staff kind of started becoming aware. They started kind of telling the other recruits and their parents, like, okay, look, Let's hope that, you know, we obviously we want Shaden back. We're going to do whatever it takes to get Shaden back, but just know that his eligibility stuff is still up in the air. There's some stuff going on, but if he is deemed eligible, I'm uh, one one of the assistants per a, a different parent flat out said, uh, if he is eligible, I expect him to ultimately go. And that was kind of when the tune started shifting of, okay, well maybe we need to start coming up with contingency plans. Maybe we need to start coming up with backup options just in case this situation goes goes a little bit wonky and we need to come up with backup options because as we said, as soon as the ba- as soon as the season ended, if uh, there's not a guy in the portal that's going to replace shade and sharps productivity, there's not going to be a guy that replace replaces what he's able to do on a day to day basis score the way he does all that stuff. So just want to put that out there that that's kind of when the tune started shifting just a little bit that February going into March where it's like okay there's clearly some stuff going on we need to keep a close eye on this I talked to team to different teams talked to different scouts people associated with the NBA they tried to come and watch Shaden play in practice to kind of get a better feel for how this was. And Shaden wouldn't, he wasn't even participating in the full-out full practices. He wasn't playing five-on-five. Five. He wasn't going, you know, doing scrimmaging, anything. It was one-on-zero, going up against cones, three-point shooting, you know, uh, just a, a shoot-around, if nothing else. Basically, what fans got to see in person during pregame warm-ups, that's what scouts got to see in person, too. And obviously, they were impressed with his shot-making ability, but it's an empty gym. Of course, he's going to be able to make those shots. And there was a... Little sense of worry on NBA teams where it was like, OK, well, does this kid, you know, what's the deal with this kid? Is this a in Cal, you know, kind of made it clear. Everybody around him kind of made it clear. The team, people around the program said, you know, uh, we like him and he's, he's a great kid and tr- incredible talent. But we kind of just wish he had that 100 percent, 110 percent kind of effort all the time. Uh, you know, he kind of gives it, kind of takes some plays off here and there. And, and that's kind of something that NBA teams were a little bit worried about, but they were still clearly uh, absolutely infatuated with his scoring ability. He said, look, six foot six, seven, six foot six guards that have seven foot wingspans that can score the way Shaden does, they don't grow on trees. Those type of players make it in the league. Shaden has star potential, but. They're, there's, they're worried, is this kid going to be Andrew Wiggins, kind of an empty stat kind of guy for the most part, of for the you know the long part of his career up until recently? Is he going to be that type of player, or is he going to be a Bradley Beal? Is he going to be you know one of those high-level scorers that kind of change games and impact winning? What type of players is he going to be? And that's kind of where some of those concerns started coming from, why he wasn't a clear top-five pick. There was a scout that flat out told me if he had the motor, he would be a top-five pick, and nobody would even think twice about it. So now we're in that realm, Sean, where it's, okay, is a team going to take a shot at him at six? Is a team going to say, you know what, there's a huge risk here. Jobs are made and made and broken here. I think I'm going to pass and I'm going to hold off and take somebody else that I think is going to be more of a guarantee and let somebody else take a chance on him. And I've heard that he is looking for a top 10 guarantee. It's something I said on the show a couple of times. If he gets that guarantee, I still fully expect him to go. And and keep his name in. If he slips outside of that and it's kind of becoming a, a 11, 12, 13, 14, I think that he has something to think about. Uh, but I, I think that's kind of the latest on what the NBA teams are starting to think of of Shaden. That yeah, they're they're interested, but there's some question marks that they still have, Sean.
2: And and how damaging though, do you think that this is the the, the last 24 hours, all the different reports and, and all the things that have been linked and the graduation date and the Misleading information and all that. Do you think that that's ultimately going to be damaging to Shaden to the point that he slips, or do you think that NBA personnel and executives are going to, kind of going to look at this thing and say, "Well, he's talented. When we get him, you kind of don't have to get all the other stuff that maybe comes with him."
1: Definitely, I, I absolutely think that there's something to be said about uh, just the, the chaos and the headaches and the, is this kid, is, is Dwayne going to be involved with this kid? Uh, Look, okay. So uh, I want to, this, this kind of ties in with those Wednesday night rumors when all the stuff came out that he was going to be declared ineligible and all that stuff that ties in perfectly because there are still question marks about, is this kid even going to be able to play? What is the deal with this, with this kid? There's, there's still so much stuff going on. Um, so Wednesday night I get a DM from a basketball person that knows a lot of stuff and way more connected nationally than I am. And I just get a random DM that says hearing sharp, isn't declaring. And I'm like, "Uh, I know this kid has the press release written. I know that he already has a video done back on campus indicating that he's going to at least test the waters. You know, I, I've heard that I heard that he it made the decision to test the waters uh, last sunday i mean it's been over a week since he made the decision a week and 5 days now when he made the official decision to go pro which, which uh, lines up
2: with travis's report travis yeah, it, report
1: yeah at least you know at least uh, a week and a half now almost 2 weeks since that happened so i knew he was going to at least test the waters so when i get this message about hearing Sharp in the clearing i'm like hmm that's weird but go on i'm intrigued And then there were rumors about none other than Dwayne Washington failing his test to become an agent. He is trying to become Shaden Sharp's agent, was going through the the loopholes and trying to go through that process, did not pass the test, did not get certified to become his agent. And that threw the first wrinkle into things that he's been trying to get representation. It's not mandatory to get representation a scout i talked to said yeah we recommend players have at least some you know an attorney at very at at minimum um but it's not a a mandatory thing but it just added another wrinkle that this kid this guy was again trying to be over involved and become his agent and be that kind of sidekick for Shaden, riding on his coattails all the way through you you know the nba process as, as an nba player all that stuff so that was step one and then step two, I heard from this guy also added that there is some serious stuff going on with the NBPA, the Players Association, the Union, that they are pushing back, that they're, that agents are very pissed off about Dwayne and how he's trying to kind of, you know, cut these corners and, and go through these loopholes to try to get this kid eligible. And the teams are basically saying right now, whoa, 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 we don't even know if this kid is eligible for the draft. You're doing whatever it takes to get this kid eligible. And my kid is, you know, number five overall. If you somehow find this random loophole and cheat to get this kid into the draft, then my kid's going to lose two, three, four million dollars by slipping from the fifth to sixth to seventh to eighth pick, whatever it is. There's money to be lost with uh, another early entrant joining the fold. That's going to be a potential top five pick, top 10 pick. So there's kind of some frustration boiling on the MBPA on the agent side of things. Uh, you know, with, with the union, they're saying it's a direct violation of the CBA. This kid was not graduated by May, no matter what they're saying publicly, this kid graduated in December. They are trying to find some shortcuts and all this stuff. We are not going to let this kid get get eligible. And even if the NBA rules him eligible, that there's, there's a lot of talk on the MBPA side of things that agents are going to file grievances against Dwayne Washington and their camp about how this all unfolded and basically say, this kid shouldn't be eligible and he's costing us money, and this is a situation we need to deal with. They do not want to deal with Dwayne Washington. This is a very serious matter that M- that NBA teams are trying to deal with, and, and, and agents and the MBPA, all of them are trying to deal with right now, because they think it's a direct violation of the CBA. They do not think that this kid is eligible. So, that continues. Even after today's new, after yesterday's news, even after everything kind of came out about it, there is still a lot of talk, Sean, that this is not over with. And uh, I thought it was very interesting that uh, even Cal, during his radio uh, appearance with Dan Issel and Mike Pratt, he came out and said, uh, "Yeah, there's this is not over yet. There's still a whole lot going on." Um, I don't want to say that the national outlets jumped the gun, and I do think that at the end of the day, Shaden will ultimately stay in. But I clearly, you know, assuming he he does find a way to get eligible. But Sean, this is not over yet, and and there is pushback on uh, on the NBA side of things from teams that are very frustrated about how Dwayne Washington is handling the situation.
2: Yeah, and you know, and Cal was sure to talk about that. You know, Shaden still finishing up classes and everything for the semester. He walked into his office and and talked to him yesterday. And, and Cal, I thought it was telling that Cal kept saying, "I'm talking to the family. I'm talking mm-hmm. to the family." That's that's that was intentional. And no doubt, John Calipari went on radio this morning to make sure he was able to say some things. And then we obviously to to talk about Oscar's return as well, which we'll get to probably in another episode. But I, I thought it was telling that he kept mentioning that he's been talking to the family and he's trying to give advice and and everything. And he talked that if he's the number five, number six pick, he'll tell him to go. Uh, if he's not, he talked about Hamadou Diallo in that situation, how he was a second-round pick. Now, we know Shaden's not going to be in that range and things like that. But I just thought it was good that Cal went on and, and did say some things and you can tell that he's, he's trying to help the kid through this and it, it's one of those things, Jack, that it, how much when it comes to talk about how damaging this situation is, especially within the last 24 hours, when a lot has come kind of to the forefront here and how shady this whole situation has been. It just makes you wonder if there's going to be enough happen between now and whenever that deadline to withdraw is. That does Shaden kind of clear himself from this? Do the does the NBA kind of look and say, "All right, no, this is a very talented kid." Uh, when he does interviews and things like that, or is this a situation where maybe there's some damage control? And if he's not eligible you go back to college for a season and kind of repair the whole situation and kind of remove yourself from it. I really don't know how it's going to play out, but it certainly isn't done, and Calipari made that known a couple of times.
1: Yeah, and, and, you know, I do want to make it clear that NBA teams, the like NBA scouts teams themselves – anticipate that the, the league will declare him eligible, that they'll be able to find a, a way through. I'm just saying on the other side that the union will be the one pushing back on this and they are prepared to put up a fight. And I think that's something to make clear. NBA teams still expect this kid to be eligible uh, to find a way through it, but uh, there, there's just a lot of outside noise. And I'm curious if that pushback, that it clearly leaked for a reason. I think the MBPA, the, the union there, Pushing back and saying, look, if this kid is declared eligible, we've already gone through the case. We know what we know. We think what we think. I want the NBA to be very clear that we are going to to put up a fight to make sure that our kids that are already in this position, that are already draft eligible, that are already fighting and going through workouts and all that stuff. Uh, that those kids are are putting us in a position to succeed, and not have somebody that's trying to cut corners to, to
2: you know kind of come in and,
1: and take those
2: spots. Yeah, and, and that's what that they've got it. That's that's obviously what they're going to do, right? Because you don't want to look at this situation and kind of let it slip between the, slip through the cracks and misleading information and changing things. Because if you do it, then it's kind of going to open up this whole mess that there's going to be a lot of other players and prospects and and those close to those those people start messing with the system itself. So that's where the NBA and, and all that's got to kind of come down on this. And And if he is eligible, you, you find concrete evidence that he is. And if he's not, you can't allow it to be ruled eligible because it's going to just open up – an entire issue that's just going to be instead of shade and sharp's situation, it's going to be multiple situations that follow this.
1: That's what that's all the the union is saying right now. They are saying, look. We understand he's a top five kid. We know, you know, he's a great kid and he's a talented kid. And the NBA, the reason why there's so much optimism, they're saying the NBA is not going to turn down a kid of this caliber, no matter what you know situation is going on. That the union is just arguing: look, if you set this precedent, we have to completely rewrite the collective bargaining agreement. There's going to be a whole other set of issues going on with this that uh, that you don't understand that you are accepting by bringing him into this draft because kids like that kids will you know coast their final year year they'll you know say they graduated early and then play a couple games their their final year say it was a fifth year and say oh well you know technically i'm eligible because i had the credits in time earlier uh but i spent the the next you know several months or whatever you know coasting do whatever doing whatever whatever i want they want the kids that deserve to be in the draft to be in the draft and they just don't think that this case they think this case is a cut and dry case that that he did not have what it took. He was not a high school graduate by the time October rolled around. The the rule is you have to be 19 years uh, of age, the year of the draft, and you have to be uh, um, one year removed from high school uh, uh, a year in advance of the the following uh, NBA season. So it would be October would be the deadline. And they're saying he was not a, a high school graduate by October. So that's where, they're pretty stuck in their ways about that, and it's it'll be interesting. There's going to be a fight, and I, I'm just very curious if NBA teams selecting in that top 10 are going to want to handle that fight that's going to come with this, uh, and that's why I think that the door was just a little bit you know, cracked, oh, cracked open just a little bit more uh, knowing that he didn't sign with an agent. He has no agent. There, there's just so much stuff going on behind the scenes, Sean, that – Um, This process is just getting started very clearly.
2: It is. And when you're talking about the NBA side of this, I mean, it's a professional business. Like there are professionals that are, their jobs are on the line when it comes to making decisions, whether it be, you know, scouts and executives, all these things, like they they take into account and factor in a lot of different things. They're not wanting to, you know, let this thing slip through the cracks and somebody bend the rules and, and break the rules and sneak their way in eligibility sooner than they should be because it just creates so many more issues for them moving forward. So, yeah, this situation, it's still ongoing, which I think makes it even more frustrating because it it feels like that whether it be Shaden or the Kentucky fan base, the sooner a decision is made, whether he is at Kentucky next year officially or he's not, it kind of feels like the best thing for everyone once it's made, like either he's here or he's not. And it just uh, an ongoing thing here where Kentucky fans are kind of going and, and they're getting hope again, right? Like you know, yesterday it's like, all right, it's done, and that's what everybody kind of expected it to be. And now you're like, okay, is it done? It's pulling some people back in. I sense that on social media right now. I sense that on message boards, comments on things that we write, and that that's just frustrating. Like you, you, this situation shouldn't be what it is right now, and that is what's most frustrating about it especially off the good news of Oscar Sheboy coming back. Like Kentucky fans were on cloud nine. And I think a lot of them still are. And I still think that this roster can be very good next year. But this situation right now has kind of made it cloudy. And uh, some are really frustrated with it. And I think every Kentucky fan has a right to be frustrated, not at Shaden Sharp, but at those around him.
1: And, and if if fans are looking for hope, and I just want to kind of read some of these quotes that Cal gave today, because they were, they were pretty big quotes. I mean, I, I know – it, it's probably amounting to nothing more than than kind of just cautious optimism, holding out hope. Uh, but I will say, behind the scenes, you know, Cal was made aware that that Shaden and his parents intended on returning to Kentucky next season, and that has been the case for the last several months. And he reiterated, reiterated that today. Um, the quote was, "What changed is he was coming back. That was the plan." Then all of a sudden circumstances change, and maybe he can be, get picked in those early, early picks. Maybe he can't, but he signed up for classes both summer and fall. He put his stuff from uh, from his room in the basement of the lodge because you can't keep it there you know, during the offseason. Kids that are coming back just put it down there. He put his stuff down there. We don't know. Um, all I can tell you is he may do this, but it's not done. Um, and then you know he's talking about the fans, saying don't be nasty to him because that can – play a part in his decision, yada, 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 all that stuff. But um, the last thing that he said was pretty impressive. He said, you know what? Shaden knows I want to coach him. Shaden knows that Oscar Sheboy is coming back. Don't let all this negative stuff affect your decision. If you want to come back, that should play no part. Yeah. Let let that alone. He's another great kid. He's a great kid. You want you want him to be more go and all that stuff, which goes back to what NBA scouts were saying. They, they were hoping – Uh, That he, you know, kind of played with more intensity, but he is who he is. Very talented, great teammate. So Cal clearly wants wants this kid to play. He loves him and they would welcome him with open arms if he decided to come back. I just think they genuinely don't want to deal with the hassle of Dwayne Washington anymore. I think if he decides to ultimately come back, I think that will be a we will love to have you back. We're very excited for you but it's time to cut ties.
2: And I want to say something right here before we start to wrap up, and I want to get your thoughts on it as well. I went on yesterday and, and had the discussion about the situation with Shaden and then everything kind of unfolding and then the official announcement. And this wasn't – and those of you that listened to to me yesterday when I said that Kentucky itself, if Shaden indeed goes to the league, keeps his name in, never played a minute at Kentucky – you know, we were talking that Dream City Christian should be the school mentioned on draft night, not Kentucky. And maybe that was wrong. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, like that Kentucky shouldn't put his name up on the on the craft center wall if he gets drafted because he never really. It, there was no Kentucky didn't benefit from the situation in any way. But John Calipari is always going to have Shaden and sharp first. You, you heard that this morning on that radio interview. And it's a kid, right? and John Calipari if Shaden Sharp keeps his name in the draft jack John Calipari will be in the green room that night hugging him one of the first hugs when he hears his name called so yeah. i wanted to i wanted to make sure that i didn't come off in saying that that i'm not for shaden and whatever shaden gets i just hate that the situation hasn't given back to kentucky because ultimately this is a program and this is a fan base that doesn't want to feel used. And I don't think Shaden himself had any intentions of doing it.
1: No. It's an 18 year old
2: kid that's easily influenced and the voices. It's not the kid's voice. It's someone else speaking behind him. So I just wanted to, to kind of not defend what I said, but more explain what I said and, and kind of just hopefully people understand what I mean by that. Does that make any sense at all?
1: No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I do think that's true and there's a lot of truth in that and, and, I don't think the frustration has ever been on Shaden's side or even his parents' side. I just think it's the fact that there was just so much two-facedness and, and the yeah. the lies and the contradiction and, and and all that stuff. Because, look, this is a guy that uh, he helped guide Shea Gildas Alexander to Lexington. This was a guy that was instrumental in that. It was a very, very helpful piece in making that happen. They had a very strong relationship. There was a lot of trust. I remember way back when um, – I talked to Dwayne from the very beginning and I said, Hey, you know, how did the relationship with you and Cal start in, in that trust with this Shaden call? Uh, and he said, look, I know what, when I have a superstar talent, I called him about RJ Barrett. I called him about Jamal Murray. I called him about Shea Gildas Alexander. I had Shea Gildas. Uh, uh, I had Shaden Sharp and I called coach Cal and I said, this is a kid you need to offer. This is a kid you need to go all in, uh, all in on back when he wasn't even a ranked prospect. And Cal said, okay, I trust you. You guided me the right guys before I absolutely trust you on this. Again, he has a scholarship offer. Let's talk so that there was so much built up trust there that Cal offered this kid without even really seeing him play. He went he offered this this kid based on Dwayne Washington's work. So there was kind of this built up trust factor that kind of really, I think, rubbed Cal the wrong way, where it was like, dude, are you really going to screw me over? after all the stuff that we've been through, after all the conversations we've been through, the good relationship we had, you're going to burn this bridge with me? Really? That's really the way that we're going to go about doing this? And I think that's, it was more so kind of a, do I really not trust this guy after everything we've been through and kind of that's where the holding out hope because even Dwayne late late in the process was saying, no, he's coming back. We're still, you know, set on this, all that stuff. Shaden was saying that. His parents were saying that. Like I said, the last two months, Cal... Was still being told by Shaden's camp that he was coming back, even as as late as the last couple of weeks. His camp was still. I told. I was told that even after the announcement was made in the morning, he was still being told that that by by Shaden's side that Shaden was still planning on coming back. Like this has still been an ongoing thing, and then there's just been so much trust built up. But then it got back to Cal that you know from NBA teams. NBA teams got in touch with Cal and said, "Look." I don't know what they're telling you, but Dwayne is coming to me saying Shaden is gone. Like Shaden wants to be in the twenty twenty two NBA draft and is doing whatever it takes to get this kid eligible. Like they, they he wants Shaden to go, and that there was kind of this moment on Kentucky side where was this realization, like, oh, this ain't what I think it is. Like this situation isn't what I think it is. There's some two faced stuff going on. Some I'm telling you one thing, but really going behind the scenes and doing something else. And I think it, it kind of just rubbed Cal the wrong way. And I just think there's a bunch of built up tension within the program about how this whole thing is unfolded. I've heard that there's tension up top with Mitch Barnhart all the way down to the bottom that they thought this situation could not have been handled more poorly uh, and that there's just there's they got to figure out a way to fix it They're, They They got to figure out a way to get this thing worked out. And I think that's where that kind of optimism came from on Cal's end where he was like, look, I don't care what people are saying. I don't care what reports are out there. I was down in Dawson Springs. I had to have coach O call me and say, uh, have you heard about the shade? And stuff? I had no idea what was even going on, but he wanted to make it very clear that this process was not done yet. No matter what reports are out there
2: right now. Yeah. He even threw in, I haven't seen him <laughs> and it's not even, yeah. <laughs> not even the season, you know, but he, he wasn't saying it in, in that context, but yeah, there's a, there's still a lot to play out. And there's still a lot going on and, and everything there. And, this definitely won't be our last episode talking about Shade and Sharp. Uh, for a moment there yesterday, I thought it would be. I thought that this would be it. I thought that we would come together. And and we didn't get an episode out there to you last night, and I'm honestly glad we didn't because more came out today. We had the John Calipari interview. I know a lot of you were in DMs and, and in mentions and stuff asking about episodes, and we'll be sure to get them to you. Sometimes it's better if we do wait a day to kind of get more information and make sure – uh, we can go a little bit longer on these episodes. And and Jack, I know that at some point we'll have to dig in and, and get to the other things that Cal said. It'll probably be after the weekend, but had a lot to say about Oscar, had a lot to say about guys coming back on this roster. He he kind of named off a lot of guys and, uh, and especially Oscar's situation and how people were trying to influence him all the way to the end. So I know we'll get to that at some point too.
1: Yeah. So and I know we tried to fit a lot of a ton of information into a 35 minute show or whatever this was. So uh, I, I know I was talking fast and trying to just spew out as much information as I could and, to kind of create a, a, a timeline and, and just kind of reveal everything I know about this very frustrating well, process. To, and for this. you,
2: I want people to know how much work that you put in yesterday which is why we didn't record last night is, is you, I talked to you early in the afternoon and you were just trying to, to dig and dig and dig and kind of find things and make sense of all of it. And so I just wanted to tip my hat to you and, and the work that you put in yesterday. And I know that the, the piece that you put out there with the timeline and everything into it, I thought it was fantastically written. I thought it was well detailed so I wanted to give you props for that because you worked well into after midnight last night on that story. And then right back up this morning, trying to get this, you're about to get out the door to Indianapolis. So I just, uh, I wanted to show my appreciation to you as your co-host for all the work that you do. I thought you did an excellent job on that.
1: Well, thank you. I, I definitely appreciate that. So if, if I, my con my stream of consciousness uh didn't uh, allow for you know left out details or holes or in the story or whatever go back read that story uh that i put up on ksr last night it was a behind the scenes look at, at shaden's decision to turn pro uh put it up late last night and uh hopefully that can fill in some of those gaps if i left them out on the show but uh, a lot of stuff to get to we have still have like you said a ton to talk about with roster stuff Uh, you know Cal talked about guys that he anticipated to come back you know it's just there's a ton of stuff still going on plenty more to discuss in the very uh, near future Sean so uh, with that let's get out of here and uh, get excited for our next show because I know you'll be down uh, in Spartanburg to go see the Adidas you're going to go see uh, Reed play I'll be in Indianapolis seeing Kentucky uh, targets play up on the Nike, Nike circuit so we have a lot more to discuss on that front roster news all that stuff so we'll be back uh, after that but with that where can fans find your work
2: you can find my work at go big blue and you can follow me on twitter at gbb country
1: find me on twitter as well at jack pilgrim ksr reach out to me via email at j pilgrim at kentucky sports radio.com. with that we'll be back next time for another jam-packed sources say podcast we will see you then.